The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. I'm Danielle Papa Giorgio, and today I'm joined by myself. <laughs> we are actually not interviewing anybody today. I just um, really felt led to share with you something that the Lord has put on my heart and done in my life over the past few years, and I felt that this would be something important to share with you all today. So, with that being said, we'll just jump right in. And this topic is a little bit I'll be honest with you, I was a bit hesitant to share with you today about this topic. What we're talking about is fasting and prayer and how important it is when you are life schooling or homeschooling or whatever it it is you do with your family um, in, in all decisions, it is so important to really seek the Lord's will, to really seek God and find out what it is that he wants for your family. And I have just come to realize over the past few years how powerful fasting in particular is, fasting and prayer, and just coming before the Lord and drawing near to him. It's such a sweet time. I have to tell you all, it's just one of the most precious times to me is when I'm fasting and praying and spending that dedicated time with the Lord. And so I was a bit hesitant to dedicate a podcast episode to this topic simply because I think we have to be careful when we talk about this topic. And even the Bible gives us some warning in that. You know, the Pharisees, they put uh, stuff on their face to look pale and to show that they were fasting and they were so spiritual and you know so it can become it can lose the focus and it can become about something that it shouldn't be about so i want to just say at the outset that this is not me sharing because i want to (laughs) tell you how spiritual i am and honestly no um truly I often feel like a failure. (laughs) I look at some of the ladies in my church and and people around me and I think, wow, uh, I have a long way to go. (laughs) Um, You know, I I am not always filled with grace. I am not always that uh, Proverbs 31 woman and just the meek and quiet spirited woman. I'm kind of a loud mouth and I'm kind of not not always the greatest wife and not always the greatest mom. And I think that's why I want to encourage you all in this uh, topic and just to share with you from my heart because it doesn't matter what you struggle with. It doesn't matter where you feel you are spiritually. You can do this. And more than that, If you do feel like you're struggling spiritually and you do feel like you're kind of the failure most of the time, um, then I would say that fasting is something that you really need to consider doing because it's powerful. And the Lord is going to speak to you in ways that you have no idea. You really don't until until you commit to doing it and you dedicate yourself to doing it. 
So I want to just share with you a little bit about this. And, and again, this isn't about me. It's not about um, my great spiritual walk. This is just about what the Lord has taught me in this particular area. And I have plenty of other areas where I'm very weak in. But this is something that by the grace of God, he's allowed me to learn through the past, oh, maybe two or three years. Um, and it's just made a huge impact on my life. And I just, I, I think it's something that's very important that we need to recognize. And I think it's something that in our culture, a lot of Christians are not doing. Or if they are doing it, they maybe have some misunderstandings or um, maybe haven't, haven't really... Well, I guess, I guess I would just say maybe some misunderstandings and some things that perhaps they don't know about. So with that being said, let's just jump right into this topic. So let me start by giving you a little bit of background to how I started into, how I got interested in fasting and where that sort of began. So this started several years ago, probably I'm trying to think maybe five or six years ago, maybe more, I started really getting interested in fasting after reading a book called Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. And I do not have the author's name in front of me, but I can certainly post a link to that. And, and I'll probably post several links, as a matter of fact, on this uh, description of this podcast this week, because I have a lot of resources that I do want to share with you. So that book made a big impact on me because as we went through that, and it just goes through different spiritual disciplines that we should have as Christians walking with the Lord, and one of those was fasting. And reading that, I really fell under conviction, like I, you know, giving up one meal <laughs> is kind of hard sometimes. So how do people do this? How do they fast? And I want that. I want to have that closeness with the Lord. I, I just felt challenged in that way. And so that's sort of what is what started my interest. And then at the time we were going to a church here in Charlotte, in the Charlotte area called Life Fellowship. And the pastor who you may have even heard of, he actually has a YouTube channel, um, Pastor Bobby Conway. He's the one minute apologist, if you've heard of him. And he preached a message about fasting and it was just so amazing to hear his personal example. And I think that's another part of the reason why perhaps I felt inspired to share with you because that's what he did for me. He shared this message about his, uh, his own experience with fasting and what that looked like in his own life. And his story is when he was in Bible college, I believe in Arkansas, he was led by the Lord to do, I believe it was a 30 or a 40 day fast. Now this was not a pure water fast to my knowledge that he did, but it was some sort of fast. I think it was with juicing. I don't think that he shared the details of it specifically, but I believe from what I've heard, it was a juice fast. So he did this fast. He was so burdened for the student body there at the school where he was going. And it was just spiritually dead. And he had such a burden for the students there, his classmates, that he just started on this fast and he would go into his closet and pray and just pour out his heart to the Lord and pray for revival. He just began praying for revival. And I may not have all of the details if I try to share with you too much more than that because I'm not sure, but I think some other people may have joined in with him. 
um, on this fast. But long story short, he got to near to the end of this fast, and I, I think if I remember correctly, he felt a bit discouraged because he wasn't seeing a lot of fruit for all of his effort in prayer. Well, on day 40, I believe it was 40, he went to chapel that day, and whoever the speaker was was preaching, and all of a the sudden, there was just a movement of the Holy Spirit. And everybody in that auditorium was weeping and down on their faces and confessing and repenting of sin. And I'm sorry if I get a little choked up, but it's just, you know, it's amazing what the Lord will do when we are dedicated to prayer and when we seek him earnestly for him to move because he will, he will, I promise you. And so it's just so amazing to think what he will do when we when we will dedicate ourselves to something and when we earnestly pray for revival and that's what happened this revival broke out in the school people were confessing to each other they were getting right with the Lord and it just started a revival there and so I heard this message and I thought wow you know God will do that he will do that and what does it cost us? You know, is it really that hard to give up food? Is that really something that we can't do for the Lord Jesus? And with all that he has done for us and all that he has sacrificed for us. So I want you to really think about that. I want you to really ponder that right now. Is food something you just simply cannot give up? for the sake of the Lord and for seeing him move and seeing a work of the Holy Spirit happen in your life, first of all, and then in the lives of others, because that's where it begins, first in our own hearts. We need to first pray for revival and for repentance in our own hearts before the Lord can work in anybody else's hearts. You know, it's like the, the verse says in Matthew, I believe, where Jesus says, you need to get the moat out of, or get the beam out of your own eye before you talk about the moat in your neighbor's eyes. So that's what we need to start with, is spiritual revival and repentance in our own hearts. And God will do it. He will. So that's just to give you a little background. And I want to share with you, I'm going to share with you today, kind of the twofold purpose, I believe, of fasting, because God is so gracious. And, you know, in these things that that he has, I look, for instance, at the laws uh, that he laid out for the children of Israel. You know, so many of them were about obedience, but they weren't just about obedience. They were about obedience plus, you know, plus I will bless you. If you obey, then I will also bless you with these extra blessings that go beyond that. For instance, the laws um, regarding clean and unclean foods. You know, if you look, we know now with our modern science that a lot of the foods that the Lord told the children of Israel not to touch that were considered unclean are actually things that are not good for us to be eating. Um, you know, the bottom feeders in oceans. Um, crabs and and shellfish these are things that hold a lot of toxins because they're the cleanup crew basically and so 
the Lord knew all these things. He created them. And so he protected the children of Israel. There was, there was the symbolism with these things, but there was also an added health benefit and a protection. And that's really what's going on with fasting as well. So they've done studies, and people who fast actually live longer lives. If you actually have periods where you deny yourself food, it gives your body a break, it gives your body a rest, your digestive system, and it allows it to heal, it allows it to cleanse things out of you that are not good. And long term, you actually will live longer. And this is a matter of, of years. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but you can look them up certainly and find out what the exact um, study was and, and what they found there. But Truly, there is an added health, health benefit when we fast as well. So I want to talk about that a little bit today, too. So let me start with just a brief history. So I gave you the background of my interest. So then it was a number of years before I really got up the courage and said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just fast and see what happens. Well, <laughs> my first fast really didn't go all that great. And honestly, I think it was because I was so focused on depriving myself and what I couldn't do. And you think about it, there's, there's a lot of application there to our everyday life. You know, when we focus on, well, man, I can't steal, I can't lie. Sometimes I, you know, I wanna lie. It makes my life easier. <laughs> when, when we focus on all these things, you know, we're really, we're not focusing on what we should be focusing on, on the benefits, on why God set things up like he did and the protection that he provides through his, his laws and, and through these, all these things. And so I really think that that's kind of where I was mentally with my first fast. I was focused so much on don't eat food, you can't eat, oh, I'm hungry, oh, I feel bad, I've got a headache, this and that that I missed out on a lot of the spiritual benefit. And so it was, it was valuable, it's a valuable time, and I'm glad that I did it because I really think you have to start somewhere. And your first fast, if you choose to do this, is probably going to be similar unless you really are able to do a lot of preliminary work as far as um, just counting the costs, I guess I would say and really considering the temptations that you'll have. Um, but your first fast, I think, is always going to be the most difficult one because your body's not used to that. Um, you will probably be cranky and having cravings and, and just kind of miserable, honestly. It's hard. Fasting is hard work. So the first one that I did, I believe it was seven days. It may have been four days. and. Then the next one that I did was a little bit longer. And that one went a little bit better because I think that I recognized my mindset from the first one and that it was not pleasing to the Lord, really. And that I really hadn't had a focus on what I was doing. It was just, okay, let's see if we can do this. Um, you know, and with, there's that old saying, Failing to plan is planning to fail. And I think there's definitely a lot of truth to that. I think we can over plan as well. 
we need to also be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to be flexible. But there is a lot of truth to that. And so you have to go into it with a plan. Well, then after I had a few accomplished under my belt and felt that, okay, I think I'm, I'm understanding more what I need to do and what the Lord would have me to do, um, I actually decided I really, really wanted to do a 30-day fast because my former pastor's preaching, his message on fasting had just so inspired me, and I wanted to see the Lord move. And so I did a 30-day fast. I did not make it to the full 30 days. I came very close, but it ended up being a 27-day fast, and I really prayed about that because I didn't want to end it that fast, I was praying for an end to abortion in our country. Um, and that's something that is close to my heart just because it's a ministry that my family has, has been involved with. Um, I don't know anyone personally. I don't, well, I think I do know some, I know a couple people who have had abortions just through the ministry of Cities for Life. I have met a couple, but um, this was just a ministry that God drew our family to, and I have gone to uh, the abortion center with my children, and we don't go to protest, we don't go to yell at anyone, um, we just go to be a gentle voice to the women who are in a desperate situation, and we offer them free ultrasounds uh, through um, the pregnancy center who comes with an RV, and we offer those free ultrasounds on the RV, and we offer all kinds of help for them. But that's a bit of an aside, but just to give you a little glimpse into, into why that was on my heart. And so I really, I really wanted to pray for an end to abortion because that was something on my heart, and I just think it's one of the most evil things in our culture today. So this time I did a lot better. I think, number one, I had a focus I had something specific that I wanted to go to the Lord with, and it just gave me more of a direction and a sense of purpose. And I did better. <laughs> I did. I focused a lot on my goal and my my um, you know what I was really called to do in that. And every time I was hungry, I tried to just remember what I was doing and pray and earnestly pray to the Lord. Now, I will say, I think I could have had a better direction as far as um, perhaps some specific passages that I wanted to meditate on and even uh, possibly books that I wanted to read through or materials from, from pro-life people who are active in, the, in that particular ministry. So I think there are some ways that I could have done a little bit better. Um, I did not, as I said, I did not make it to the 30 days, but that was truly a decision that I prayed through because, again, I really wanted to make it to the full 30 days, but I really felt God release me from that. And the reason why was that I had actually related to the abortion ministry. I had some other things that he was calling me to do um, with helping uh, a couple ladies move into new housing. And in order to do the physical things that I was going to need to do, I just really felt that it was time that I needed to eat. Now, that being said, you would be surprised how much energy you actually have when you're not eating food, when you're far, farther into the fast and your body has gone into what's called um, 
ketosis and that's where your body actually begins to burn uh, your fat and the disease cells and, and things that it needs to cleanse out of you. So the first, this might be a good time to just kind of pause and explain physically what happens. And before I do so, I do want to mention that I am not a doctor. <laughs> I feel the need to qualify here and uh, make sure that I cover myself. I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional. I am not an expert in fasting. What I am sharing with you here today is simply my experience. So I don't want any letters. I don't want any hate mail if you <laughs> Uh, go on a fast and get really sick or, or whatever else. This is something that you really need to make sure that you um, just check with your doctor. Um, not all doctors are going to be pro-fasting, and I understand that. Most importantly, pray through it and talk to the Lord and do your own research because you really need to be um, educated and you need to understand all sides of this. Fasting is something that people have done throughout history for thousands of years. So it's something that I believe is safe and I believe is very beneficial, especially spiritually speaking. So, but I do want to add that qualifier there. I'm, I'm not a medical professional. I'm simply sharing my own experiences with you. So, so back to what I was describing to you. What happens physically is that your body on about day two or three, somewhere in there, two or three is really miserable, okay? That day is, <laughs> and it's different for different people. For me, it's usually on day three. And I just wanna crawl in a hole and die somewhere because I'm so miserable. Um, and that's just your body going through that switch. And, and it's a process to, you have a lot of toxins coming out of you. I know um, some people get headaches and that's a sign of toxicity, things coming out. Um, I get really, really weak and just feel like I can barely move. I mean, literally to raise my arm with a glass of water is exhausting. So if you do this, you really wanna to plan to do it at a time when you can have a little bit of help, especially if you have young kids and you need to be lifting the baby and, and doing things like this. Um, you want to make sure that you're doing it at a time when when you have somebody that can help or if you have older kids that they can kind of dedicate that day to not doing homeschooling but just really being there for mom or for dad. You know, I don't know who's listening and who's considering this, but, but you want someone to be there to kind of help you through that really rough patch. And it can be a couple days. I know the first fast, the first couple that I did, I think that period lasted longer even than a day. It was a couple days. So plan for that. But your body will go into this state where it flips. And then the wonderful thing is, after you get through that hump, the difficult period, you're gonna get to a place where literally you don't feel like you need to eat. And you don't even really feel hungry. I mean, I get to a point where I'm, I don't have any hunger pains. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Food smells really good. It smells really good when you're fasting. And especially for me because I, for some reason, and it's something that we're trying to figure out the cause right now, I think I have some um, health issues with my intestine, actually, my doctor told me, my large intestine. But it actually, believe it or not, affects my sense of smell. So on a regular day-to-day -day basis, 
I don't smell things very well. When I fast, I got to tell you, everything smells amazing. And I think it's just because my body is having that chance to rest. My digestive system isn't working hard to digest food. And so it's kind of in this state where it's able to heal and my sense of smell comes back and I can smell levels of smells and oh, it smells so good. And I really, sometimes really just want to eat. Um, but I don't feel like I have to eat. It's a very interesting thing. Um, you know, I can say, no, I, I am fine. The body gets to a point where it's feeding off of your fat and off of those, um, those diseased cells and the, the viruses and, and such that are in you. And you don't need food for energy. So it's a really cool thing. And I want to clarify too, I've always, well, no, that's not true. I think the first fast I actually did a protein fast. So I was having protein shakes every day with milk. And that was fine. But actually, I think it made it a little bit harder, to be honest, because I was getting food. And so my body never really had that chance to flip over and do what it needed to do. So for me, I actually prefer a full water fast. And I know there's some different opinions on this. Actually, our doctor thinks that a juice fast is better. But I prefer the full water fast. I feel like I'm able to really fully cleanse. I feel like um, I feel like it really gives my body a chance to rest and really clean out. So back to kind of my history of, of these fasts that I've done. So I didn't make it to the 30 days. I felt a little bit guilty, but I really think that was more because I didn't reach my personal goal. And I think that's something you really have to be in tune with the Lord about. What are his goals for your fast? Not your goals. Figure out what it is that he wants for you to do and the timing. And the interesting thing about, about the fasting journey kind of that I've been on is that as I've gone along, I've gotten to the point where I, I don't feel like I'm the one that's really planning it. I feel like the Lord lays it on my heart and impresses on me what to do. And so this last fast that I just got off of was a two-week fast, water fast, um, for the first two weeks of January. And I felt leading up to the new year, November, December, I really felt the Lord pressing on me, you need to step away and be with me. You need some time focused on me to start your new year. And so I just so felt this urge and this desire within me that the Lord wanted me to come away with him for the first two weeks and just focus on him and listen. See, I think a lot of times fasting is really about listening and hearing the voice of the Lord because we're so busy and we're, we're so involved in so many things that we're not taking the time always to really truly listen. And I have to tell you something else interesting with regard to that. I always say when I fast, it's almost like physically I get dumber 
but spiritually, I get sharper and so much more in tune with the Lord. And I can, I can hear the Holy Spirit speak to me in ways that I never do when I'm eating food. And I don't know what that connection is, but there's some kind of physical, spiritual connection there. I'd, again, I don't know what it is. I just know from, based on my own experience, what has happened when I fast. And so it's a really interesting thing that does seem to happen for me. So the Lord really was drawing me to him to come just spend special dedicated time with him. And part of the reason for that, I'll just say this, is the Life Schooling Conference. So here we are, you know, December, heading into January, and I was thinking, Lord, what is going on? I don't have my keynote speaker. I really don't have a firm commitment from any speakers except for one. What am I going to do? I don't have a location. I can't seem to firm that up. And I really felt this sense of spiritual warfare and what is going on. And so that was another reason that I really felt led to fast. Another reason, as I said, I wanted to start the year out right. I wanted to really search for the Lord's direction. What does he want for me and for my family in 2018? How does he want me to, to work on my businesses and my ministry? You know, how can, I, how can I really focus some of these things and really be focused in on what he wants for me? And then thirdly, <laughs> and I said to my husband, hey, John, how would you like it if I took the first two weeks off of January and just cleaned the house and organized and got rid of stuff? And he was really happy about that idea. So, you know, so that was another kind of third reason there that I really felt compelled to do this fast. I wanted to just, I wanted to clean out. I wanted to clean out mentally. I wanted to clean out um, physically the clutter in my house. Uh, we don't have a very large house. There's not a lot of storage space here. And so I just felt like that would be another wonderful way to start the year, just off on the right foot. And so that was another, another one of the reasons why I felt led to fast. And I just continued. I don't know how to describe to you. Again, I think it's something that you learn through experience with fasting, but I really felt the Lord laying on my heart two weeks. That's what I needed to dedicate to spend time with him. And it was very interesting because the Sunday before on, you know, the, the Sunday before Monday, January 1st, our pastor preached a sermon and it was, I can't even tell you exactly at this point what it was about, but it so spoke to me. And I remember one of the things that he was talking about was, was just that longing to be with the Lord. And I just remember sitting there in the church service thinking, yes, oh, Lord, I'm so longing to be with you. I'm so looking forward to that time. And that's a really neat thing that the Lord has done in my heart as well, because often in the past, I kind of dread it, you know, because I'm, I'm remembering the rough day or just not being able to eat. You know, food is one of those gifts that the Lord has given us. We even feast in heaven. 
food is like a really big deal, <laughs> you know? We, I think if, if it's something that we're even going to continue to do in heaven when we don't need to, that's kind of, it's something that God has created for us as a gift. And so to deny ourselves that is tough. And there have been times in the past, many times when I've really dreaded it. And I really have to psych myself up for it. Like, no, okay, you know you're called to do this. You just have to do it. But this time, I really was longing for that time with the Lord because, again, it was my focus. And my focus was not on, oh, I can't eat. Oh, I'm going to be hungry. Oh, I'm going to feel miserable on day three. Or that wasn't where my focus was. The Lord just really allowed me to focus my heart on him even before it started and that makes such a difference so I went into the fast primarily with the idea that this is a fast to focus on what does the Lord want and what is going on with the life schooling conference you know with this spiritual battle and we can't seem to to get closure on some of these things. We can't seem to move forward. We're just spinning our wheels. And so that's what I went into the fast thinking was going to be my primary focus. And this is again, as I said earlier, this is again where we need to listen to the Holy Spirit and be flexible and allow him to guide us. You go in with a plan, but it's it's a loose plan and it's open to where he leads. Because the first day as I started this fast, I don't even recall where the Lord led me as far as scripture. And perhaps it was just an impression that he put in my heart, but I really was led to just pray for my family. And so that's where I started off. And the interesting thing is that I never really left that. And I love that because that is where the priority needs to be. God first, family second, and all these other things fall into place third. And that's really what I felt him do in this fast this time. I focused on my family and I just prayed for them. I prayed for my husband. I prayed for my children. I prayed for direction. I prayed for their hearts. I prayed for me as I tried to be a good wife and a good mother and so often I feel that I fail and I'm trying to do 50 million things and I'm trying to be the Proverbs 31 woman and run my businesses and you know do all these other things as long as as well as being a good wife and mother and that can be very overwhelming as I'm sure many of you can relate to so I started with this focus on my family and I just never left that and day after day I went to be with the Lord and I prayed and I'll tell you what has worked best for me with the way our house runs and and things in our own family and you're gonna find that how you do a fast is also going to be somewhat individual to again how the Lord leads but with your family life so for us, the way it works best for me to spend time with the Lord is first thing in the morning when I wake up, I try to spend about an hour. Um, so if I can get to bed early and wake up early, that's usually better for me. Um, 
And so I spend about an hour with the Lord. I read scripture, what he leads me to, and sometimes books, as I mentioned before. And then I pretty much do that and then go take care of the kids, do our homeschooling. For the rest of the day, I pretty much just, I'm, I'm doing what I normally would do, except for eating. <laughs> Um, but I'm pretty much doing what I would normally do. And then, because it's just hard around that lunch hour, so many things are going on. Uh, it's very difficult during the middle of the day for me to get back away. So I've, I've just found that this is what works for me. And then in the evening, I will either make dinner or I'll have someone else make dinner. It just depends um, what I feel that I can handle. And then when they're ready to sit down for dinner, I say goodbye, see you guys, have a great meal. I'm gonna go feast on God's word. <laughs> you guys, um, you know, enjoy dinner and I'll see you later. And I spend about an hour in the evening as well. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It kind of depends again on what we've got going on and how late I end up getting in there um, into my bedroom. And it's just such a precious time. I get in my bed, I turn on my little lamp and I just spend it talking to the Lord and listening and reading his word. So that's worked really well for me. And again, you have to find what works well for you. So I want to just go back a little bit and talk about uh, what I was talking about before and, and how I've really learned over the years to focus my attention on the Lord and on the task at hand. Instead of complaining or whenever I feel tempted in that way or focusing on food, now that's another interesting thing I'll mention, I get this strange focus on food when I'm fasting and my family really loves it because I usually end up cooking and baking and doing all of this stuff for them um, because I don't, I don't know. You'd think it would be a really big temptation to eat if you're doing all this cooking but for some reason, it's kind of therapeutic to me. Um, but I really, I've tried not to do that too much. Just because, again, I think it can get my focus off of the task at hand and what I'm called to do. So this last fast, I had my kids do a lot of the cooking. And I did cook a couple meals. I made a really awesome Chinese meal, actually, because we were studying about missionaries in China with Corbin, my youngest. And so I said, well, I'm going to make a really good Chinese meal for you guys. So I did do that, and that was a lot of fun to bless them with that. So it is somewhat of a blessing, too. I feel like I'm really blessing my family when I fast because they get a lot of really great food. Maybe it's because I can smell better. I don't know. Maybe I just cook better when, when I can actually use my sense of smell. But regardless of the reason, again, I just try to be careful with that. My 27-day fast, we don't have cable at our house. But I had to actually help take care of my grandfather that um, at one point during that fast, towards the end, actually. It was right, I think, the last week. So I had to go down to my parents' house um, in Greenville, and I had to help take care of my grandfather because they were away during that period. And they do have cable, and they have the Food Network, and they have other cable channels that have... <laughs> food shows and cooking shows. I got to tell you, I was on that TV every night, sitting on the couch, like, okay, what other food 
stations are on? What other food food programs can I watch? And I watched so much Food Network, and it was just craziness. That was a little that was a little over the top, you know. I could have been spending that time praying and doing other more important things. So another little caution for you: you might get a little food obsessed when you're on a fast. So every time that I kind of tend towards that, or or I tend towards complaining, or just just thinking about being deprived. One of the things I found on one of my fasts was that when I feel that, if I will just take that as an opportunity to thank the Lord and to praise Him, because I think that's what we really should be doing in everyday life, isn't it? When you're tempted to complain, you should find something that you can praise the Lord for. And so that is something that I, I'm trying to apply in my everyday life as well. But particularly when I'm fasting, that's something I really try to keep in mind is instead of complaining or instead of focusing on what I'm not getting to do or thinking about food more than I should be, I need to be praising the Lord and I need to be turning back to Him and, and using that as a just a catalyst to praise Him. So at the end of this fast, this two-week fast that I just completed, towards the end, the Lord really started speaking to me. Now, He had, had been speaking to me about my family. Um, I had some very interesting and good revelatory type of conversations with my children, um, things that I don't think would have happened had I not been specifically and earnestly praying for my family. And towards the end, I just said to the kids, listen, do you want me to do the life schooling conference this year? I will cancel it for you. You know, we don't have to do it every year. I can do it every other year. And this was something the Lord just really helped me to be able to let that go because I have to tell you, I have a passion for life schooling. I have a passion for helping families and just seeing God set them free from the burdens that they've put on themselves with, with trying to check the boxes and, and doing all these things that are not from the Lord, um, all of these fears that they have. So it's really my passion. And the Lord just really helped me to see that I have to be willing to give that up. So these two weeks were about my family and they were about refocusing. That's what the Lord brought me back to is that I was refocusing and kind of hitting the reset button in a way. And, and so I got to that point where I just said, Lord, if you want me to just give this up, it is not as important as my family. Because how can I help other families if I'm so busy with that that I'm allowing my own family to become second? And that's where things had kind of slipped to. Sometimes that happens, we don't even realize it, and that's why it's so important to have time away and let the Lord show us these things. And so I gave that up to the Lord, and I went to my children, and I said, guys, what do you want me to do? I want you to pray about it. You know, instantly one of my children said, was very moved by it, and very grateful, but said, well, I want you to keep doing it. I said, no, I want you to pray about it because I, I don't want you to feel like you have to say yes because you know it would make me happy. It's not about me. It's about what does the Lord want. And by the end of the weekend, after I had broken the fast, my children both said to me, 
we think that you shouldn't do it this year. And so it was a really interesting confirmation and in how the Lord just circled it back around because I had focused on my family. Then he revealed all these things about other areas in my life and about businesses, things I needed to let go. Um, I had an Amazon business. I had to let that go. And there were some other things I just had to reprioritize. And he brought me back into my primary focus, which is my family. And then he showed me what my secondary focuses are, which are the Life Schooling Conference, because he's given me that passion to help other families. And uh, food, health and nutrition, which is part of why we're talking about this today. It, it has very much to do with, with health aspects as well. And I have a store um, where we only sell quote unquote clean foods, so nothing with any kind of contaminants, all GMO free. These are the two things that God has given me a passion for helping others with. And when I have my focus set primarily on my family first, obviously God first, family second, then all of these other things, again, this is one of the primary verses with life schooling is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I'm quoting this verse all of the time. Well, it's so applicable to every aspect of our lives. And so this is what the Lord was doing, was helping me to seek him first. And all of these other things are going to be added and they're falling into place. And I'm just seeing the Lord work through it all. And so this year, that's basically my um, way of announcing to you that we are now going to have a biennial conference, which is every other year. And this year we're taking it off and it is such a relief. And I just feel it came at just the right time when there were some things happening where my children need me and my husband needs me. And what a relief it is to truly be walking where the Lord wants me to walk in the path that he has for me and not trying to, to again, accomplish my own goals um, I need to accomplish God's goals and this is what he's shown me and it was so abundantly clear and again I just give him the praise and the glory and I just thank him for that because I'm already seeing the fruit of that decision and things are flowing so much more smoothly in our family life and in the home and he's just really helping me to get the things done that he has for me so I want to leave you on that note of encouragement. Maybe a bit disappointing to some of you. Um, I know there was actually a family in Brazil who contacted me, and they were really trying to get passports together and, and come to this year's conference, and they were a bit disappointed, but, but again, understood that this is what the Lord would have for us. So this movement's growing. I think um, life schooling is growing. I think it's the answer to a lot of people's um, cry for help who are overwhelmed with homeschooling, but we're going to do this on the Lord's terms and we're going to do it in his way. And I'm just very excited about that and very excited to see what he has for the future of, of our conference and even of this podcast. Now, I want to just backtrack a little bit because I didn't mention there was a 10 day fast that I did before this last one. And maybe that's why I was so eager to do this fast because my 10 day fast that I did, I want to say it was last spring or it may have been in the summer. I think it was in the spring sometime. 
because I remember the end of the fast and just how beautiful the weather was that day and we had the window open and the sun was streaming in and I just lay there in front of the window with the sun on me and it was one of the sweetest moments but that fast the whole time I just felt like I'm just not connecting to the Lord I mean this fast is good and I'm learning a lot and it's been valuable and profitable but I just really wanted to be in his presence and I know that there are those who would say we don't seek an experience with God and and I understand that caution and I would I would agree with that to an extent but I think if we're not really longing to be in his presence I think that I don't think that's a bad thing I don't think it's a bad thing to want to feel his presence to experience his presence in some kind of tangible way you know God's given us these emotions and these feelings and I don't think that that's always a bad thing now it is if that's your main focus and if that's all you care about and again this was a good fast this 10-day fast I had done because I really had learned a lot I really had grown and and I I had some wonderful insights into scripture that the Lord gave me but I just longed to have some type of intimate experience with him and I remember I was sitting in the bed and I was reading something and this was this was the morning before I was ready to eat and to break my fast and I was just praying to the Lord and saying Lord I just don't hear you I don't feel like I don't feel like I hear you and I just long to be close to you I long to have this intimate experience with you and I remember the Lord told me just to close my Bible and to get down on my knees and praise him and so I did I just got down beside my bed and I started praying you know, I just felt like he wanted to hear me just praise him and thank him. And so I started in praising him and thanking him for just anything and everything that I could think of in my life. And guys, I have to just tell you, it was one of the most powerful experiences with the Lord that I have ever felt. The Lord just, he showed me my sin and my wretchedness before him and the amazing gift that Jesus gave to me on the cross, dying for me, for my sins, every single one of them. And I just fell on my face and I was weeping to think of what Jesus did for me. He took all of my sins, every single horrible one, and he died on a cross in front of everybody, naked and hanging and bloody and, and beaten beyond recognition. He did all of that for me. And I was so overwhelmed by the power of that thought 
that I was on my face in my bedroom, by my bed, weeping. Weeping over what he did. And guys, that is that is what I want you to understand. And there is nothing wrong with that experience. It was powerful. I felt like I was in the throne room of God. I have never felt his presence in that way in my life. And I came out of the bedroom and like I said, I just, I just laid down in front of the window and just felt like I was so close to the Lord. I felt like he was right there, just right there. And you know what? Everything else in the world didn't matter. Fighting children, guys, get along. You know, I had just had scripture right there, just quoting to them. And you know, everything was joy. Everything was just joy that day. And I just felt like I had everything. God gave me everything I needed to be the type of wife and mother that I needed to be for my husband and for my children. And so that's what I want you to understand. This is the kind of this is the kind of experience, the kind of walk with the Lord that he wants us to have. And we can have this if we truly desire it, if we long for the Lord, if we just want to get in his presence and be there and hear him and praise him. And so that was powerful. And I think that really gave me a real passion for fasting and for, for wanting that closeness with him. So I think there were other things that I wanted to share with you and say to you, <laughs> but it's kind of hard to say anything else because I think I'd like to end it on that note and just leave that with you to think about. And again, it's hard. I acknowledge that. Your first one will be very hard, especially if you've never done it before. There's a lot of cleansing that takes place. Um, you, you can feel pretty miserable. But I'm going to put some websites in the description of this podcast. And I'd love to hear from you all. I'd love to hear how the Lord works in your heart and how he leads you. And if you decide to do this, just let me know if I can be an encouragement to you. And I would just say a couple tips as we close. Start slowly. Again, I think if you've never done this before, it's going to be a shock to your system. You may want to even start with a juice fast or um, with some type of cleanse a few weeks ahead of when you plan to actually do your fasting. Ask the Lord to guide you. I cannot stress this enough. And yes, again, I want to cover myself as far as I'm 
not a health professional, but please seek the Lord and his guidance. And he will lead you. He'll tell you when to fast and how long. But you just need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and listen to him. Another little tip that just came into my mind, and I'll mention it quickly here. If you do a water fast, make sure that you drink salt water because there are minerals that your body does sometimes need. And there were sometimes when I felt a little odd and I just would sip my salt water and that seemed to really help take that uh, odd feeling away. Again, I'll post some links. Another tip, have a purpose in mind, as I've mentioned. Ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to pray about? Now ask him to lead you and to direct you in what your fast is going to look like and how long it's going to be and what you're going to do exactly. But have that purpose in mind and let it be what guides you and what sustains you in that. And that's all I want to share with you today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. I hope it's a challenge to you to really consider this topic of fasting. And if you have fasted, I know I've talked to people who say, I fasted, but I just never felt that way. I was always hungry and I just ended up praying and asking the Lord, you know, talking to him about food all the time. Um, I would challenge you to consider you know, I think I've, I've addressed a lot of these things here today, but I, I do believe that there's a right way and a wrong way to fast, and I do believe that um, perhaps you need to go longer and, and get your body past that point um, where you're miserable because that's where I feel there's just so much that goes on that is very hard for me to explain and to describe. But I do think a, a bit of a longer fast, there's something that happens spiritually and physically that is different from any other type of fast. So I just want to close today with prayer and just pray for all of you and, and just ask for the Lord's blessing as you seek him in this area of your life. Dear Heavenly Father, what a privilege and what a joy it is to be your child to be set apart, to be called. Lord, I just thank you for, for leading me, for putting a desire in me to fast and to understand this particular aspect of the Christian life. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity to just come into your presence in a special and different way through fasting and prayer. Lord, I just want to thank you for the times that you have brought me through those fasts. I want to thank you for the failures that were able to teach me and grow me. And I want to thank you for the successes and just for the times that you have been so close, Lord, and just made yourself so real to me, made salvation so real to me, 
and just shown me what you have have done for me. And Lord, I just ask that you would guide and direct those who are listening to this podcast. Lord, that you would clearly lead, that you would give strength and and the desire, Lord, to to fast and pray and to know you in, in such an intimate way and that you would give strength. Where you call people, I pray that you would give them strength to be able to fulfill the calling and, and to do this, Lord. And I just ask that many Christians would be moved to begin to fast and pray, Lord, what we really need in this country today is revival. And Lord, we know that that starts in one heart at a time, Lord. You don't move on a broad scale until you move on a small scale and in individual hearts. And so, Lord, I ask for that in our nation. I ask for that in individual hearts. And I just pray your blessing on each listener to the podcast today. And I thank you for each of them and that I have an opportunity to share my heart and to share encouragement with each one of them. Again, I ask for your blessing and I thank you for everything that you have done for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's life as a life schooler. I hope you'll join us next time.